Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Good afternoon, or good evening now, again, I don't know what time it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Over the 90 Minutes Live, straight after, obviously, we've just played Leverkusen there on the second leg of our last 16 tie, um, not, a, not a result I think we all hoped for, but I think there was some positive some positive um, points to take for the game, we'll get to that in a wee minute, however, yesterday, what did I forget to finish the Bears corner, the, the teaser answers, I've had one person who's private messaged me on Twitter who got both answers. So I'll give both clues again. It is women's hot drink arise from sea and it's a to-the-wall job. No. One of them no is idea. a current player. One of them's a current player. The Andy Fuff. <laughs> women's hot drink arise from sea is a current player. The other one is a player from the 60s. Oh, I'm never getting it. I sat and no. looked. I was looking at all the players. See, see, uh, when we were on yesterday, I've got yes. the team. Where, where the hell is it? I've got basically all the players written down, and I was sitting like this, looking. You know what I mean? Cheating, and I, I still couldn't figure it out, even though I had all the names in front of me. See the current, see the current player. The, the crazy thing about the current player is, 
is that it's no, uh, it's, it's, when, when, you, when you hear the answer, you'll be like, that, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And that's, that's the way I felt. And I thought, you know, it's probably, it's probably simple in a way, but at the same time, you're standing looking going, mm, that's shy. I don't know if MD, I know a couple of people, as I said on Twitter, got them. So if anybody, right, number one, somebody's give us the correct answer for number one. Jim Baxter. Jim Baxter. Backs to the wall job. It's a backs to the wall job. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's number one, right? The, the second one. Keep forgetting the clue. Women's hot drink arise from sea. Where does boats? You two, you well, Paul, you should know this as well, really. We boats when they came in. What did the day when they came in? They tie up. And they dock. Women's hot drink dock or tea? No, they don't dock. Docks completely different. <laughs> dock your tea. All that dock, huh? Doc Harty. <laughs> ah, right. So I need to start thinking a wee bit more out the box. <laughs> it's uh, when I when I seen the tour, when I, I never got the ones either when I was doing it. So well done if you did get them because I was totally gone with the ones. But yes, Doc Harty and backs to the wall job. Shite, I know, but they'll be made of that next week. Good fun, though, mate. Good fun. It, it was it's something different, isn't it? it was completely That's embarrassing. Paul never got that. He, Paul, he's called Paul. He's, you know, he knows about boats and canoes <laughs> and all that. And you never got that, dude. That's that's embarrassing. I, but, I, that's, I, I formally offer my resignation right now. There's there's Stuart King just putting Greg, Greg Dockery. And Stuart, I know you here if you've just fired this in. <laughs> if you didn't know the answer, so apologies, mate. If you didn't know the answer, but um, there we go. Basically, we're going to what we're actually here to talk about, lads, and that is the Rangers tonight. The, the obviously the, the over the ninety minutes in the in the game. My thoughts: I thought we were good defensively, really. Right, I did think we were good defensively going forward. We've got a lot of questions that I think need answered, really. And hopefully now that this tie's finished, before we get totally into it, but hopefully now that this tie's finished, we kind of get a wee bit of clarity now on what's happening with Alfredo Morelos. Because the three of us yesterday on our Press Corner podcast, both backed Alfredo Morelos, or three is all backed Alfredo Morelos to get out. I still do. However, there is definitely something going on there. Yeah, I think he, he looked kind of... I wouldn't say disinterest. He was almost like he was feared to get hurt. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, um, uh, did you see the after-match comments as well with Gerard? He was actually asked, he was actually asked if his head being turned, and he didn't say yes. He didn't say, he, he said basically, you know, he said, he's professional enough. He's, he, he should have concentrated in the match. He said he didn't have a good match. He said, but I'm not going to point the fingers because no did a good match. Um uh, and there was a lot of even when we come back to the studio, we talked about it. Do you think his head's been turned? Do you think his head's been turned? And you see Kevin Thompson sitting there, and uh, and he's I think he knows something. Yeah, you know what I mean, so we kind of alluded, Paul. We kind of alluded yesterday. You'd said about how I mean, you, it, it's like the Cedric Attenfield and the fact that it was done last week. We were just waiting until the Swiss season finished. Morelos yeah. was our only striker we had to play tonight. So, but as you think that's. I think maybe his performance tonight is a is a weekend indicator that 
he knew probably what go. This was going to be accelerated. Well, do you know the thing is, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there's a deal already done, been done because see if there's hmm. no, then there's we're, we're going to have four strikers on the back of that performance. See if there's yep. no a deal already done, we've now got four strikers for this season because who's really going to sign him off the back of that performance? Probably the worst performance. Don't get me wrong, he was he was coming deep and he was looking, but he just looked a wee bit sluggish almost. Like the in the first half, I think it might have been about the eleventh minute. I think a, a cross came in for either Kent or Barisic, and it was one that. Last season, he probably would have been able to control with a touch on. And he, he just, you know, he didn't control it well. He just kind of looked, you know, half a yard behind where he, where he would be. There was a couple of boys that went through and there was nobody there. And you're thinking, Morelos, you should be there. Uh, so, you, you know, maybe 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 he just had an half night. But, but, a little, but, a, but you know, but all the noises is getting made. I certainly, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I mean, like we were, we were talking about the other night, it could be the fact that everything's just getting hushed up to see how we get on with this fixture and we'll see what happens tomorrow. But if there's a deal getting done, I hope it's already in place because, you know, I, I can't see him getting sold off the back of that performance. He's, yeah. he's not he's not to cut a million off his value if he has, if there's no deal being done. Get by that, because he, he, was, he was pretty poor this evening. That's, that's what makes me think that a deal has been done because yeah. surely a game like that, that stage, like Leverkusen, like that, who are a really good side, you'd be busting a gut to prove that you are the 18, 19, 20 million pound striker and more that we've all saved. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was one ball that played through, and it was just um, the defender just absolutely blitzed him. Yeah, it's almost right. like, he, as I said to the group chat, he looks about a yard too slow, or, or, yeah. his, or, his, or his head's just really not in that space. You know, he doesn't want to get hurt. I yeah. felt he's maybe, it looks as if he's put a bit of beef on. He was kind of walking a wee bit like Elvis, you know, with the arse suit and the, the, the chest suit. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's some size arse boy. Uh, a big shout out to Andrew Bluebell. How you doing, mate? Thanks very much for tuning in. Um, but I, it looks as if he's put on a bit of beef. But again, you know, we're all locked in, me, so you can get away with that. I was going to say, with, with, all, with, all, uh, with all of that, that's how these shots are hanging up. No one. Is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that is that is that yeah? Is that you treat yourself as you uh, shift the lockdown pounds? <laughs> do you want an ice cream or do you want any of the just top? Is going to wait up your uh, lad. What to do is put it, put put the top on and set the ice cream. Uh. <laughs> right, doubling back, can I be bit out of myself? Obviously, starting eleven, there was a couple of changes. With McGregor and goals, with Tavernier, Goldson, Hellander, Bona uh, Barisic, Davis, Jack, and Aribo in the middle of the park. And we had um, Ryan Kent, Brandon Barker, and um, Alfredo Morelos up, up top. Were you surprised, Paul, with the, the, the team selection? Uh, I was actually, yeah, I was surprised um, insofar as they brought Barker and dropped Hadji. That, that wasn't really one I was expecting. Uh, I thought he might have kept Hadji in the team um, and Barker kind of went to the place, sort of Kamada, and maybe Hadji would drop slightly deeper. Um, so that was a, a little bit of a surprise, as was Helander. Considering he's yeah. only played something like twenty minutes, and and they were looking to get a bounce match for them after the first game against uh, oh, I can't remember it was uh, um, doesn't matter. So I was surprised with Hollander and I was surprised with Barker uh, and had Hadji been left out. Uh, I think, in all fairness, I thought Hollander acquitted himself exceptionally well. I mean, his experience completely shone through. Uh, Europe seems to be his stage because he just knows his positional sense in that sort of situation is really really good. Barker, yeah. had a, Barker had a poor match, and I think he's. Uh, sort of, there was quite a lot of people on Twitter saying 
time's running out for the boy, and, and, I, and I think it is. I know it was a tough shift from today, but he just he just didn't see what the races. But then again, the team didn't. So I don't know. It's collectively, individually, I don't know. But as Joe's saying there, he's kind of agreeing with Paul a wee bit that Hadji should have started. You should play your, your best players in, in big games. I tend to agree with that. However, do you think Gerard and his players had maybe thought that I will go and get a goal, but maybe the tie was gone anyway and they just thought, right, I let's, let's, let's conserve a wee bit. I think, a it was a, I think it was a tactical thing. I think that he was obviously looking for, for pace in the wings. He had Kent yeah. on one side and Barker on the other. Hadji's not got the same pace as, as Barker, although he is a, a much better football player, but I think it was a tactical thing where we're trying to get some pace down the flanks. Obviously, yeah. it, it didn't really work. I thought Barker was trying his best. I mean, but I can try my best. You can try your best. It, but trying your best isn't enough. You need you need that quality. I know Barker looked no bad during the, you know, some of the preseason friendlies, and and I know he played pretty well in some previous European fixtures. But I just don't think he's at the level that we need, unfortunately, because I, I like the guy. So I think it was purely a a tactical thing. You know, getting the pace on. As far as Holander's concerned, the guy looks as if he's he's, he's no missed a game. He looked, he came in, and I thought Edmondson would have started to be fair. But Holander came in and he looked as if he's been playing every single week. I thought, I think he brings a whole different dynamic to, you know, the two centre-backs. He seems a lot calmer. And I think Connor Goldson looks a lot better beside him as well. You know, yeah, yeah, Connor Goldson's been through a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of partnerships in that position over the past couple of seasons. And I think Holander, I, I thought Katic and Goldson would be it, but obviously Katic is under. Holander's back and he's looking pretty good. The two of them are looking comfortable. The two of them are looking very organised. Now, Holander, obviously, it's no secret, he lacks a bit of pace, but what he lacks in pace, he certainly makes up in, in terms of his ability to read a game. I thought he looked really, really good. Uh, one of the standout players. I thought when the changes were made as well, when Hadji finally came on, I thought the game changed a wee bit. The, the only other person I thought didn't do too well at the start of 11 was Davis. Maybe I'm being a wee bit critical. I thought maybe sometimes he just wasn't getting involved. I'm not saying he was signing, but I just don't think he was getting involved in the midfield as maybe Jack Naribo. Uh, well, that would be my only other criticism regarding the, the, the starting 11. Yeah, I, th I think, Paul, along with what you're saying, there's a wee bit of cotton wool involved. And I do agree with Baz that it, it was a kind of tactical decision to get pace when we hit them. We always knew we were going to have to hit them in the counter. Is that Hadji's, is that Hadji's game? Maybe no. Hadji's more the kind of get on the ball creative type, and it's no that they're breaking at pace. But see if you got a free kick around the area. See, you know, I think there's a set piece. Hadji then comes into his own and he, and he shows why we paid the money for him. But I don't know. Do, do you think Gerard maybe would have regrets to that? Because I don't know if he will. I don't know if he thought, right, just damn his limitation here. Just, that's it. No, I don't think he will have any regrets to, towards that, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I, he, he set it out a certain way. He had a game plan from the start. He's not, he's, he's not going to... He doesn't seem to dwell on things too too much. Uh, I, I need I need a shooty to be honest. Um, yeah. But we've we, we done all right, I suppose. I mean, let, let's not forget, we, this has been a fantastic European run. Leverkusen are a step above anything we've played in Europe the last two years. Even though we played Champions League uh, clubs like uh, Porto and, and beat them, Leverkusen um, came out, dropped out of the Champions League, and you can see why we are begin with. And we're very yeah. unlucky not to qualify for the Champions League this season um, because of poor domestic form after after the lockdown. But I think they're they're a step up. Um, they are uh, they're the level we should be at, and we will get there. And then we can progress on to the next level beyond that as well. 
But they ha- yeah, you have to. It's, you have to remember where we've come from as well. Do you know you what I mean? remember we, as well that the team's worth sixty-six million. I think our, exactly. our, our value is something like forty-nine million. So yeah, yeah. you know, in terms of in terms of budget and and, and the money they can spend, you know, they, they can. Like, but you, like the, who was the what's his name? The big the big centre back. Um, Bender. No, no, there was what was his name? Was it? Can I just shout abuse at people, Paul? It's by who <laughs> Certainly that sort of abuse. 18 million we <laughs> spent on him last season, he's only 21, he's like six foot four. So when they're spending 18 million on a centre back, it just goes to show the terms of the 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 budget. But I thought the first half, you know, I mean they they dom- they they carried out their game plan to a T. You know, they dominated possession, they took their time. And they frustrated us a wee bit. They were trying to get us to rush in. Just took their time, held back because obviously we had to go at them, and they were quite comfortable on the ball. And they knew at some point they were going to get their break. I thought we we done very well defensively up until they scored the goal. Now the the, the thing is, you can you can give to have a bit of stick for letting the boy run through. However, that's a world class goal. You know that that run, yeah. the, the pace on the guy was something else. The control off his chest and then to hit it like that is 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 world class. So you can give to have a bit of stick if you want. But a lot, no, a lot of defenders are going to struggle with that. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, true, definitely. And to, I, I, don't get me wrong. I think Bazo in the first half when Tav kind of died in, he's guilty of that sometimes, especially at the higher level where he gets found out. And maybe, maybe get away with it in Scotland a wee bit more. But when we step up that class, and really, as Paul alluded to there, we're stepping up two classes there because they are a proper Champions League side. Not by name, by skill, by quality, they are a proper Champions League side. And there is no shame in going up to them. Yeah. You have to remember. That's the second half, Paul, at Ibrox, that really kind of gubbed us a wee bit. Do you no, know what I mean? It, it was the third goal killed us at Ibrox. Yeah. If we'd have kept if we'd kept it at 2 1, do you know what I mean? We'd have been, we'd have been in with a shout. The game plan would be totally different. But the, the third goal completely killed us off. And to go back just a second, to go back to what Baz was talking about, the, the value that, of the Leverkusen side, they're about to sell one player, their midfielder, for £90 million. That's, that's more than twice the value of our team. That, that's 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 the kind of levels we're up against. So it's yeah. it's nuts. By the way, Ricky Neil said that he thinks he's in the motion corner because he's just get cut off from watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that is, mate. I've certainly not put it known that any other Rangers podcast can he watch this in case she slaggers. So it's not a setting, mate. With that, trust me, I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing we should look into, though. <laughs> banning other podcasts. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Paul. Shadow this banning. Is not, this is something you don't see that often. Spot on, but it's great summary. Thanks very much, Andrew. Please don't get into that. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just going to take a photograph of that. I'm going to ruin my reputation. So, <laughs> um, a wee shout out here to David Ross because David's kind of backed us on the pod since since the get go. He said that Holanda was great, need to strengthen center midfield and we're on the right track. Amazing run and no shame in going out to Leverkusen. Completely agree, David. Completely agree with everything that you've just said there. hundred percent. I mean, see the run in, in, in general, the run in Europe's been pretty good considering if you look at the teams that were played in, in terms of the qualifying uh, and then the group and then obviously getting down to the last 16. We've overcame some massive hurdles, some, some big games and, you know, the guys should hold their heads Pretty high. The, the only the only disappointing thing for me during the European run is when you go away and you play a game like Porto and then you come back and you drop points to something like St. Johnson or Hamilton. That was the only thing yeah. that was that was really annoying me about last season. And I think what we've shown is the team has got the ability 
but it's the mindset that was the issue last season. It was the mindset. It's getting up for the wee games. You know, everybody loves a big stage. You know, going away and playing Porter, eh, Porto by eleven cousin, all these games. Everybody loves that. But then you need to come home, and then it's you know it's 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 a it's a Wednesday night, and then you're having to go up and play Ross County in the pissing rain, and then you're yeah. trying to get motivated for that, and then we're dropping points. I'm not saying we drop points to Ross County, but you know I'm, I'm just using that as an. And I think the mindset needs to be right this season. So as well as getting up for the big games, we also need to have it in here that we need to be up for the the, the weird games, shall we say? Because yeah. the weird games are the important ones. They're the ones that are going to win you win your league. Yeah, that's that. Sorry, Paul, when you go. I was just going to say it's very interesting you said that, Baz, because I, I don't know if you watched the Michael Beale interview on RTV today, and he actually got, he's actually talking about that. He's talking about um, uh, he says it's not just he said uh, the physical. Uh, aspect of uh, tiredness you get from playing Thursday night in Europe, Sunday in the league, Thursday night in Europe, Sunday. It's, 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 it's constant go back and forth. It's the mental toll it takes on the players. And, it says, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's especially hard. And he said that he, he actually says that's where they kind of struggled a little bit last season. He reckons coming back to playing, as you say, your, your Hamilton's and stuff like that, they were just they were exhausted. Yeah. I put the quote up earlier, but we shout out to one of my, my colleagues and, and my good pal there, Fraser. He missed the game tonight because he was at his wee boys football training. Now, that's dedication as a father, isn't it? Absolutely. I've got a wee question for Ricky. Neil, Ricky, is that wee scratch on your, your screen or is that away? Uh, Ricky's had this thing going on right for about a year. On my laptop, I had a wee scratch on the camera. And Ricky kept on thinking it was something on his screen. He kept on going, what the hell? Like, it, it, it was running about, about this area here, and he kept on going, something on that, that oh, fuck's sake, it's Bazzy's camera. Well, Ricky, I'm happy to report that I've got a new camera, so the, the scratch issue has been finally, it's finally been dealt with, mate. So, it's, you know, it's it, took, yeah, it took a year of moaning, but uh, we finally got it sorted. <laughs> and Ricky saved a fortune in cleaning products because he kept me up at the screen. <laughs> he saved a fortune. <laughs> Scratch the lens off. <laughs> Somebody said actually that we should phone the police because Ricky Neil's breaking social distancing laws. Oh, is he? Well, he's no ways, Colin. <laughs> what do you mean? Because he's no ways. He's any source. <laughs> Unless he's with you, I don't know. <laughs> I know something we don't. I know something we don't. Right, you go back to the first half then. As you touched on Morelos' chance. Alfredo Morelos last season, the first half of the season, hits that first time for me in Paris. Yep. And we're one up. All right. And then it's game on, really. Then it is game on. Sadly, he's just not there in front of the goal. Even his hold up play, he's linked up for the night. It just wasn't there in front of, in front of the goal. And it's sad to see, actually, because I do think a lot of people are losing patience with him. I even found myself the night saying, just take him off now. You know, it's some of the stuff was embarrassing at times. So, what do you think of that chance? I think he should really have busted out it, to be honest. He would have, uh, he would have, he would have hit that first time. Pre-Christmas, he would have hit that first time. Absolutely. Yeah. On the money, because his confidence was sky high. Um, but no, he's, I see, after after Christmas and stuff like that, it's just not really worked. And it's quite dis- it is disappointing. Uh, there was a stat put out on, after the match saying uh, Morelos has scored once, once since uh, since Christmas. It's harsh, but it's hard, hard to see on somebody who's such a fan's favourite. Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, he is a fan favourite. Do you know when you're right what you're saying? He just like he just looked dead sluggish, and it, it has looked looked as if his ass is getting bigger. It's unfortunate, but that was a lovely it was a lovely ball in. We thought, right, this is a chance to really open up the game. 
Uh, and unfortunately, just uh, it was just one of the chances that never fell for him, or he just didn't control it, or his first touch was was there. But I just didn't see him in it. But like like you say, it's a team game, you know, and you, you win together and you lose together. I don't know if you've picked up on that, but when he was substituted, obviously him and Tav went off together, and Gerard went to Tav and shook hands, and Morello walked right by. There was no interaction between him and Stephen Gerrard at all. Now, that could just be could just be a coincidence. I don't know. Read into that what you will, but I certainly think it was Gerrard's usually the type to got these players when they're coming off, whether they've had a good game or a bad game, and, and kind of shake their hand or whatever and, and back them. I don't know if there's maybe, and what will be interesting is come Sunday, if Marilos is still here, come Sunday, does he chuck in one of the new boys or both the new boys, or does he stick by Marilos? And that could be the interesting, that, that could be the indicator of just what the relationship's like now, because if it has broken down at all, I don't think he'll play him on Sunday because he has to play him the new. He's only got one striker there. Do you know what I mean? He's got no option. He's got to play him the new. Yeah. So it's, it's, kind of, it's going to be interesting come Sunday. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Aye. We'll see what, happen, what happens tomorrow. I mean, if there's a deal being done, you know, like like we've mentioned many times now, that it, 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 it's quite possible that it's just been put in the back burner in order to get this fixed through the road. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. You know, there might be something something moves tomorrow, but we'll see. Yeah. Or we might end up just be landed with him. <laughs> so <let's get> full <laughs> that's and that's if we are landed with him, then he's going to need to get his act together before uh, Jermaine Defoe gets fit because... Once I mean get the full gets fit, poor Alfredo will be sitting in the, the fourth fourth I know. choice position. He'll be gonna wait up with the under nineteens and all that, you know what I mean? <laughs> he'll just get up, he'll just not go and just go back to Columbia, won't he? Uh, nah, but it's it's men it's men who were talking like that. The guy's played one shit game and he's went to like a twenty million <laughs> a twenty million pound striker like get him playing with under nineteens. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I think we've been some people have been exceptionally critical and, and overly harsh on him. I say it's, it's one it's one bad game. Yeah, his stats haven't been great since the turn of the year. There's there's, there's, there's contributing facts into that. I mean, people lose the form, um, but it just it just seemed to be all lost. Our, all the players lost their form at the same time, unfortunately, and it just it, it exacerbates things and makes yeah. things look look worse than they actually are. But he didn't yeah. he didn't he didn't have a good. He's, he's, he's had a good pre-season, he had a good game on Sunday, uh, he had a bad game tonight, I mean, everyone's, everyone has allowed a bad day at the office, and let's be honest this Leverkusen match was always going to be a very very tough ask, uh, I don't think there's any disgrace of going out to them, I'm not going to be really critical, D- disappointed yeah, but at the end of the day it is what it is we, and we go again coming, coming for the man that tipped us to beat him 3 nothing, boys. I know <laughs> he does that. He Shut does it. a lot of that. He does that. Shut it. I'm blaming you. What was it? What was it? I put in the group chat. I said uh, out, that's I was out of Europe by mid-August. Gerard out. Gerard out. Jim, Jim Hanna, a former supporters' liaison officer, um, says that he thinks Morelos has been told you can't leave as long as we're still in Europe, which means. He'll be going on a different flight <laughs> for the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the, he's the Eurostar to Lille right now. <laughs> right, approaching half time, Rangers really we didn't have kind of it was kind of keep ball for them to be honest. You know they, they were kind of chasing shadows a wee bit. Huge shout out to uh, Connor Goldson and Philip Alander, who I thought were monumental. The full night, I thought they were excellent. Mm. They were throwing themselves in front of things like. Like it really, really, you know, 
let me working through and we had to had to see it out, you know, and they two were excellent, especially Conor Goldstein a wee bit of stick for Rangers Sport myself included. Um and I think he was he was a man mountain the night, um, same way same with Big Alander, who that's his first competitive game really. Never mind start since the eighth of December when we played them in the in the cup final. So terrific for the for the both of them. But going into half time we knew it was going to be a set a long second half that's <laughs> Yeah, it was. The longer it went on, uh, nil nil, the, the, the tougher the, the the ask was going to be for this. Um, yeah. But yeah, but you're right about Halanda and Golson. And Golson at the end, when they get interviewed on, on BT Sport, was actually he was very eloquent. But at the same time, you could he was trying to hide his disappointment. Yeah. Um, I, he, he spoke very very well, but you could see he was proud of the the, the run they'd been on, but. Hugely disappointed that they didn't perform this evening. You could see. I don't think it was the fact. I don't think it was the fact they get beat and they went out of Europe. I think it was the fact that nobody really performed to their capabilities. I yeah. think that's. I think that's that's that. I think that's pretty much for me nail on the head. The fact we didn't we didn't acquit ourselves and we didn't perform to what we can do. Uh, that's, yeah. just a, it's, that's a disappointment. See, you cut them a bit of slack, though, Paul. It's hard to perform to your capabilities when the, the other teams get something like seventy-three percent of the concession. Well, absolutely. So when when they, I mean, by eleven, because went out and, and done your game plan, they, they they dominated possession. They took their time. They frustrated us. They moved the ball about. You know what it was like? Did you, did you ever play somebody that's shit hot at FIFA and, and you know, one, one touch one touch football and you and you can't get near them and it just pisses yeah. you off. Usually that's I'm playing the computer. Well, as usual, I'm playing the computer now. <laughs> And you can't even hear it. But it's hard for, for a team to get into a rhythm or get into get into their game plan when, when they don't have the ball and they've got something like 20, 27% of the possession. So by eleven cousin carried out their game plan to a T. So you need to give them all the credit. You know what I mean? So we can say that we didn't perform your level, however, it's hard to perform at any level when you can't get the ball. So, you know, hats off to by eleven cousin, but there's you know, like we like we touched on, they're just a, in a different different league, literally in a different fucking league. But you know what I mean? They're just <laughs> like they're just a different level. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. They're a different level for us. And as some of the guys have said in the comments, it's no shame and going to them. I just I agree with Paul. We can do better, and that's the bit that kind of eats away at you because it's like if we could have played our game plan, and it, by other people didn't allow us to do that. You know the how much million in talent sitting there. Of course, they're not going to allow us to just play with the ball. But shit happens. We move on. We beat St. Man on Sunday and that's the bread and butter. Well, that's that's the most important thing. And I think that's very important. I think that's why he brought people like Kent that off near the end. Uh, just to sort of protect them. Because uh, yeah. right now, we have to focus on the league. That's, that is that is the most important thing. Okay, we've got another European uh, qualifying campaign about to, about to start again. Um, so... Uh, we'll, we'll take that when it comes, but no, we need to we need to focus on the league now. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, Paul, you said about uh, BT Sport there. What a staunch panel! Ah, oh, Davy Weir, Sir David of Weir, Kevin Thompson, and then obviously you've got Alex Ray in the in the gantry as well. Quality, not as good as the Rangers TV lineup, mind you, but it's no bad. Uh, Emma, Emma, Emma Dodds was there, and all don't forget. She was, she was, she was there. She was patch side, wasn't she? Yeah. It's certainly an improvement in utter nonsense of had the previous seasons. You know, it was actually getting to a stage it was unwatchable. It was unbearable to the point where people were encouraging people to 
you know, go to these streaming sites and putting up links yeah. just so they like don't get your money to BT Sport. I cancelled my subscription to BT Sports last season because it, uh, just because I, I'm not even going to see his name, but there was just a certain pundit that I just could not bear listening to. And I went, you know what? I can't even be bothered listening to that guy anymore. So the shake-up's good. The shake-up's welcome. And uh, BT Sports must have recognised that, you know, we, we really don't want to be, be listening to that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Go and get Alan on. Go and get Alan Hutton. No, he's <laughs> sounds like fucking Afro. <laughs> he sounds like you know, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, so but second half, I, I thought to myself, right, I think it's gone for us now. If I hadn't if I didn't think it before, I certainly thought at half time. And, and I was thinking to myself, right, let's just see this out now. Try and get the clean sheet, try and at least get the draw, get through it still with the confidence. And I still think defensively the confidence is still because that's the that's the part of our game that was good tonight. Um, but touched a wee bit in the goal but when that goal goes in you think right shit <laughs> the floodgates might open here you know so just I mean my dad turned around and says to me but it's well gone for it now no, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't go for it but see we <laughs> end up six man so but, what, what, what was your kind of as you've obviously given us a wee run through the goal Paul you mean you were kind of talking in the group chat about we said the, the inevitable for fuck's sake to have that happens every single week what, what was your kind of thoughts on that goal well, I did, I, I did think he, he allowed him to run. Tav did allow him to run. And it's not it was the first time he'd done that during the match. He'd done it five or six times. Um, but it just this time he, he just he just he just sold him and got away. And as, as Baz pointed out very very eloquently, that he, the first touch he took off, off the top of his chest, down and hit it first time was just exceptional. And, that, and that's the difference, you know. He created a good two yards of space for himself with it with the with the run he made, the sort of, the sort of diagonal run across. Um, but you're, you're right about the um, uh, been a long second half was that happens, but, and try, but also try to keep the, sc- the score down if, if you want to look at it like that. I think that's uh, it's, it's important for confidence that they, they didn't throw caution to the wind. They just think, oh, sorry, let's just let's just go for it because yeah. I think maybe I think maybe they knew that the, the tie had gone at that point and. And there's, there's, there's not much point in just being sort of gung ho. It'd be different if it was like a cup final or something like that. Then just what the hell, just, just do everything you can. We've got bigger yeah. fish to fry, bigger fish to fry back home, and uh, we've got another campaign to start this year. So let's just uh, the, 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 I keep going back to they've done really, really well, and I've got absolutely. I am not going to have a go at anybody at all. It doesn't yeah. matter I, I, collectively as a squad. They, they, they took us to the last sixteen, and bear in mind. Two seasons ago, we didn't get past pre- progress in Unicorn, a bunch of amateurs. I know, I know, yeah. a few, I know, a few years ago, we're down in the lower leagues. So we have come from to where we are this evening in the last sixteen of the lower league, leaps and bounds. Jump forward a wee bit. Nathan Patterson, who plays Tav McCollum, said here that I think we need a right back because Tav's just no good enough. That's been a kind of thought among some in the major sport for a wee while now. Nathan Patterson replaced him the day, and I thought again, Nathan Patterson, don't you come on a game where you want a game where Rangers were going to come in here. But Nathan Patterson again doesn't look at a place in the Rangers team. He's the, the boy's first class. Oh, he's absolutely first class. That crossfield pass he hit. Oh. Yes. Oh. Hang Beckham. on. Esk. Hang on. Just a wee moment there. Sorry, I had a wee moment. I'm okay now. <laughs> He's just Callum Dunbass. Yeah, listen, actually, I agree with Archie. Right, wait, see what Archie says. Minus 50 my Jairs points, Paul. What about the cast or gear? Paul, where's yours? Uh, 
hanging on the door behind them. It's, it's hanging on the door. It's hanging on the door behind me. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to say. I can't put things on just now. I'm not going to talk about it in there. There's where he's cast door gear. It's hanging on the door, but the same as it is here. He's just I'm, I, I can't point. I'm pulling a beer. <laughs> I'm trying to be a bit more professional on this channel, Paul. <laughs> This helps me professional. I'm not. I'm not I'm thinking. Trying to be professional here. Listen, I don't know what shit show you used to be on, all right? But on this podcast, we try and do things a bit more professional. Uh, I know it's one thing, though. See, when the when the white shirt arrived, there wasn't any markings on the on yes, the, the postage. So I know there was major issues with vandalism and people that can't see past their own fucking hatred or whatever. Mentals. Aye. So they've obviously addressed that issue. So when you're when you're ordering your 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 strips and all your other stuff that it's gonna be it's gonna be delivered in a in a packaging that's no longer uh, you know get cast on follow follow and all that Brand sort of neat. stuff. Mm. Yes. It's, it's Andrew, a it Blue Rangers has asked Andrew if he's noticed how many times Baz has used the secret thread. <laughs> it's not it's not the, fridge, the fridge isn't a secret. No, he's got it proudly in display. Exactly yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually expecting to have a glass fronted. No, hang on a minute. See, see this fridge that you can see. Yes. That would suggest that that's not the secret fridge. That would suggest oh. that that is a fridge. So, <laughs> was, so the but he's te- but he's just grasped me in, saying there's another fridge somewhere, and so I've got two fridges. Apparently, you know what I mean. Is it is it down below the the Villox window? Listen, what are you trying to say? You trying to say I'm in a loft or something? This is a this is a studio, Paul. This is a studio, man. No loft. The studio. It is. You've you've got Velux windows in your lot in your studio because studio. it actually goes. So 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 you can speak to the director and the producer and all that. So it's so engineer, phone manager. Yeah. That's so right. A, yeah, yeah. That's a fucking director and a producer. Hold on a minute. <laughs> you, you've, you've, got, you've got no idea the skill of production bad got here. Trust me. Occasionally you'll see a, a woman coming touching up my makeup and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> we have an ad break. We're on right now. I don't believe you. <laughs> Andre! Oh, Andre! <laughs> my secret fridge. <laughs> oh, dear. Second <laughs> Towards the end of the second half, Rangers came in here and Rangers were the better team. I think it was basically Leverkusen saying, job done, shut up, shut up. They were chucking it a wee bit. We should have scored. We probably should have beat them because I do think Greg Stewart should square it to Scotty Arfield. And Conor Goldson's unlucky with his header that the, the, the boy clears off the line. So, you know, we, we could have beat them on the night, really. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's absolutely a big difference. Maybe a combination of uh, Leverkusen sitting back, maybe I've oh, gone, right, okay, let's just sort of check and take it now. The match is won, or the tie is over. But we, we yeah. are, our substitutions made a bit bigger difference. How do you come on made a big difference? Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a combination of a couple of things. But we, yeah, we, might, we should, we should have got at least a point out of it. But would we, it's hard to kind of maybe, I mean, I've got a hard question. to say. I've got a question for MD in the chat. What do you think is the highest number? The amount of passes that Bayer Levinkusen made during the game, or the amount of times Paul has clicked that fucking pen <laughs> during this podcast. What do you think, Sire? The passes are Paul's pen click. Possession starts after the show. 
I'm actually going to get rid of this pen. In fact, I'm going to throw it away now. I'll get you some pen. If you've not watched the Bears Corner lads, MD in either on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter, go and watch the Bears Corner released today because this will make sense now with the clicking. All right, this will make complete sense. I'll bring my fountain pen in next time. Quality, I like it's not that, mate. See, every time you, you click it, it's like your, your Wi-Fi starts getting worse because it, you build up this much static with the, the pen clicking. You build up, this, and then the next minute, your Wi-Fi starts getting weaker and weaker, and it's just like a cloud of fucking, oh, this this pen clicking. Like, what was it we were saying last night? It was an SOS thing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Morse code. You're basically sitting there going, help, help, please. Please help. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't help. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Um, God, I so basically, basically, poor Paul stuck in the house. He's doing the podcast, but he's uh, trying to let us all know that send the cavalry in. Yeah, send more gin. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just us, mate. Look, I don't know what's happening. Uh, he's, he, don't forget, he also said last night he's got uh, dodgy Wi-Fi. Uh, it keeps on dropping out. Hey, it's back. back. We missed the opportunity there. I found Ricky Nail in the Morsney corner there. I don't know if you've seen the last. I don't know if you've seen the last comment, Baz, but Gio asked if you'd get Edmondson in the studio because you've got secret. I don't know. So that's, I, that's not going to be a secret fridge, isn't it? If, no. if, Edmund, if the fridge is in this studio, then he's going to take up quite a bit of space. <laughs> um, Archie's asked, do you think Jones could be an impact sub? What do we think of Jones? Is Jones actually going to stay at the club? I don't think so. I think I think he's uh, 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 doesn't like his attitude, and the only reason he got on on the bench and, he, and on the park this evening is because we are limited in the players that we have uh, through suspension injuries and the fact that uh, you could only uh, use last season's registered players. Yeah, I kind of tend to agree with that. Baz, what do you think, Jones? Well, I, do you know what? I think he tries too hard sometimes. I did like the look of him. He looked great when he was at Kilmarnock. He always had a number against us. It's not quite worked out for him when it's uh, at Rangers. He's playing in a position that, that you know, there's quite a bit of competition doing that left flank, whether it be Kent or, or, or James Murphy or whatever. Again, you know, he tries when he comes on, but is it is it enough? I don't know. I like him personally. I like the guy. I would like to see him get a chance, but has he already had his chance? So I don't know. I, I'm not going to jump into speculation. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't answer that. I don't know. No. So you're not hearing it, no. Now people I'm usually not, hear stuff. HP sauce and all that. Aye, I'm not hearing anything, mate. To be <laughs> honest, I, I can't make a, a proper judgment on it. So I'm not going to sit here and waffle a lot of shit for the sake of waffling a lot of shit, even though I've just spent three minutes waffling a lot of shit on something I don't know about. That's what You obviously don't want to comment. You don't think you can comment. Uh, what does your sound engineer think? Does he think? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what my sound engineer thinks. My sound engineer thinks I'm a fucking idiot because you went like that there, Baz. And I move forward to the screen to listen to what you've got to say. And I've got an earpiece in. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I, do you know what I mean? So I don't know why I move forward to the screen to listen to what you had to say when I've got a near. You know what I mean? So I that's thought, what my sound engineer thinks. I, I, wasn't, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to go, Bad basket, guess what? <laughs> I know. You better laugh, Baz. I better laugh. What is it, Paul? What is it? I'm sitting here with a fucking head. I've got headphones in. Shh. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but... Hold on. Hold on. The Morsnick on there. I'm getting what I'm hearing. 
Jones has been told he's free to leave the club. Whoa, 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 that's, whoa. That's, that's, that's safe, I can hear you, sir. <laughs> and the Mosley corner, so... That's 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 half the press then, isn't it? Cause See, I don't think it's half the press. See, Ricky, Ricky Neal uh, is the man in the know because uh, he's got uh, people inside the club, plus he plays the glockenspiel. Do you know what I love? <laughs> Do you know what I love about Ricky Neal? The what? fact that he gets called Ricky Neal. Like, nobody else gets called their two names. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like Ricky Lake, isn't it? <laughs> Ricky Lake, aye. <laughs> aye, yes, it's like Ricky Lake, isn't it? Like, like, who's Ricky? Who's Ricky? Or who's Mrs. Lake? Nobody knows. Like, oh, by the way, I'm like, oh, I'm just on the phone to Ricky. And you're like, who's Ricky? Like, Ricky Neal. Oh, Ricky Neal. How did you know just see Ricky Neal then? Like, Ricky Neal is the only dude I know that... Like, you get some folk who are just like, like Ronaldo. You know what I mean? Or Madonna. Or Adele. <laughs> but Ricky has got both names and it's like, Ricky Neal, that is it. You can't just use Mr. Neal. I thought Neal, that was his first name. I, I thought Ricky that Neal. was his name, Ricky Neal. <laughs> I, maybe his second name is actually Glockenspiel. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> so, uh, but there you go. There you go. Ricky Neal's broke the... Broke the it's bad, it's bad that another podcast is breaking. <laughs> it's going to be your podcast. By the way, Battle Fever podcast will be taking the credit for it, though, because it's a Battle Fever podcast that's broadcast. Live to the world. Live. There's, there's, um, I'm not even going to put the comment on the screen, but there's somebody who is... Is stated that the fact Rangers are no longer in Europe. I take it his team played tonight. No, or did they get fucked out in the round before? I did they get fucked. Okay, right. Okay, bye. I can't. I can't see that one. Nah, I'm not even giving them the daylight, mate. I'm not even. Nah, Block. See you later. Bye. Send the Neil in your house. <laughs> Give you back COVID. <laughs> oh, Rick, Ricky William Neil. Ricky William. It's very staunch name, isn't it? Nah, Doc Telly. Nah, no, no. Okay. L W N. <laughs> Does it have the same ring yet? I don't know. It's not as bad as my initials. My wife just loves my initials. PM, PMS. <laughs> Honestly. So she, goes, she, she gets upset. People say to us, What are you? Because of PMS. It just knows it's for me. Quite By the way, I thought that was Calvin Batsy that was tuning in. It's not it's Calvin Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Close Close yeah. Close. yeah. He's, 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 he's not in Leverkusen, but uh, he's watching the pod. He's, he's, watching, he's watching. That's the Calvin. Pod. He's watching the pod. Looking ahead to St. Man, obviously Aberdeen have confirmed that they are tested, somebody's tested positive. That's that's got to be the normal really coming out of Aberdeen, isn't it? Somebody tests positive for something, so probably used to it a bit. Testing positive for, for coronavirus is <laughs> Oh no, and this is what I've press. I'm hearing there's two players now. This game starts to go ahead. So there you go, Aberdeen will definitely be playing St Johnston. Who's the interloper? Get get him on screen. Who's the interloper? The first ones come back, that's positive, and the second ones can be the positive. Now. There you go. And been there you go. And we play them, sure. And six of them have been close, but have to cut back and they can There you go. Update. Update. See, it's like Jim White's who's in here. Shit. Oh, See, the thing is, <laughs> they're, they're that secret fridge. <laughs> I feel like that secret fridge. See, 
The thing is, Scott, I keep, I keep all my staff at that side of the camera. I've got oh, my floor my manager, my sound engineer, my lighting director on, on that side. I don't let them in here. This is this is my this is my team. I hope, was was that a foot? Was that a full bottle, Bruce? No, no, I'm afraid it wasn't. He. Just because you, 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 you wouldn't want that going through the the floorboards and tripping into the studio below. I'm just saying. Multi-level basically. The studio below is like the one I've got set up. Do you ever watch Babe Station at like 11 o'clock at night? <laughs> no. <laughs> of course you do, Paul. So when I finish here, I, I go down the stair and then I need to, to get excited on a couch. <laughs> oh, can you get job? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, that'll not be on the Battle Fever podcast. Oh, yeah. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Shows your fridge. Oh. <laughs> Calvin said he has a former left back as well, so there you go. It might be Calvin Bassett just under a different name. Um, so, you never know. Um, Joe actually made a good point there that none of the Aberdeen players can hear us in Sunday, uh, Saturday, so we should be fine with COVID because it's quite an easy victory, as we would say. Mr. Rangers wants us to give St. Mirren predictions. Baz kind of done it yesterday, so did Paul, but we'll do it again. Paul, your I, thoughts on Sunday? Uh, I think uh, we'll, we should be all right. Uh, and, uh, I think it'd be a really like, a tough fought match. It'll be really, really close, and we'll win 4-0. 4-0, quality. Tough fought match, and we'll win 4-0. Love it. That means we're getting beat one on the evidence of the night. Shut, <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> If we do, if we do, if we do, I'm coming for you. <laughs> You've been watching Baz's channel tonight. <laughs> oh. Baz, I I think uh, you know as as I said the other night, St. Mum had a pretty decent result against Livingston. There, I didn't really expect them to win that. So I think we'll still we'll, we'll make some changes after the back of this European fixture. There'll be some fresh faces coming in. We'll probably try and. You know, get some of these new players a runabout. So I reckon it'll be a comfortable win. However, I reckon it's only going to be maybe 3 0. 3 0. But we've got one there goal since last night. <laughs> what did I say last night? 2 0. <laughs> or did I say 2 last night? <laughs> we'll see whatever okay. one it is. He slept on it and he's feeling better. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. That's what it is. Now, uh, you know what? I I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go with my original. I'll go with my original then. I'll go with 2-0. I think uh, you know we've got a bit of bedding in today with some new players. It'll be a clean sheet, it'll be probably an easy game. They'll park the bus, we'll wait to break them down, and uh, I will beat them 2-0, what I said last night. So I don't even know why you're asking me, Scott, if you know anything. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers wanted to hear it, mate. The viewers wanted to hear it. Um basically <laughs> I'm going to throw it out to the chat, right? Because Collins put 5-0 and Roof and in to score on the Rangers' debut. So, do we start Roof and in on Sunday? Or do we start them both? Do they play at all? Let us know, guys, what you think. Because, as I said earlier, it's a, it's a bit of a big call for Gerard, this. You, just, just to wait, you went back. You, I'm pretty certain you said, should we start Roof and in, or should we start them both? Sorry, that's just me. Listen, you know what it's like. Now you've done enough for these. This is why you're fourth or fifth. You've done enough. And yeah, I'm exactly. that, that, that's, why, that, <laughs> that's why I'm picky. Yeah, correct, mate. Correct. <laughs> correct. That's why you don't get asked back. 
So, what do you think? Do, do we start them both, or do we start one or the other? Or... I was, I would say go with them both. What the hell? Because I, because I, I, I genuinely think Alfie is off. So yeah, both get up both. top. Yep, get get them both up top and get them both. Uh, yep, yeah, both up top and get them both in the score sheet. Baz? I would love to see. I would love to see them at like three five two. You know, mix it up. I think sometimes we're maybe too one dimensional in terms of our formation. However, I don't think we're going to see the two of them started together as much as I'd love to see two strikers up top. I don't think it's going to happen. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of days in terms of Alfredo Morelos. If there's any movement, then. If Alfredo goes, then obviously, <laughs> what a stupid thing to say, man. I can't believe I've come on a podcast and saying, if Alfredo goes, then somebody else should start that statement, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I think if, if if there's no movement in terms of Alfredo Morelos, Morelos will start. I think it would, be, yeah. it would cause, uh, just to touch on what you were saying earlier, I think it would cause too much yeah, rift if he didn't start, you know, that he's the number one striker. So if Morelos is here, he'll start and you'll probably find he'll come off the bench. But the same thing happened when we brought in Holander. We paid 3.5 million for Holander and he he didn't he had to fight for his position. So yeah. by the time you had Katic and Goldson and then Holander had to wait his turn. You know, he sat, waited patiently and then get his chance. These strikers will be the same. I don't see them just coming in and jumping in and starting 11 if Morelos is still here. It's makes so much sense. Yes. I know, man, but the bit is going, bit is going on. I don't know. Who are, who are you us? and what have you done with Baz? No, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the sound engineer and the light guy not storing with placards behind them telling them what to say. They've all got Baz prosthetics on. And what you do, when, you, when he walks out, he's not actually walking out to change to, to, to get anything. That's actually, that's them changing the body over. That's a, a, a tag team and that's what it is. Baz is, actually, Baz is actually locked up in a different studio from somewhere else. They tried the cards and then they realised I couldn't read. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now it's just this, this earpiece. You know, I just repeat with the guy saying whoever this person is. Speaking <laughs> of studios. It's like, it's like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, San Diego. Blue Angel says, so embarrassing, man walks in on Scott's studio. <laughs> I don't even know who he was either. I don't know <laughs> what happened there. It was an intruder. I'm going to call his out penny or send out some sort of Morse code. signal. <laughs> a lot of people are saying um, to start both, or they start Itten because Itten is more match fit, given the fact that the Swiss season is just finished, which makes sense really when you think about it. You know, it's, we've been told that we don't really know much about him because. I can't see a certain watch Swiss football. I'm sure there's a Swiss person doing some Swiss podcast that says, I don't watch much of Scottish football, so that's just the way it is. I'm not exactly the most glamorous league yeah. in the world. But we've heard he's a wee bit pacey. He's good in there, he's strong, so he, he would fit the bill as a kind of lone striker, if you like. I think, uh, I, I actually forgot that Ruth uh, isn't really match fit. Yeah, so that kind of negates the, the whole starting both. I think Ruth, Ruth would probably come off the bench um, I think you're going to start with it up front, certainly. Uh, and probably, and if Alfie's still with us, it'll be two of them. If not, it'll be it and himself. Yeah, I think we've kind of answered that question. And it's just come on the screen. The guys have done a good job of asking that. I think I agree with that as well. If Morelos is here, I think we start him for the whole to take the circus away from what would become after that, you know, after the game, Gerard would be getting asked left and centre as he finished, he's never played for us again, etc. And we don't really want that. There's too much positivity 
to start the season to, to attract negative headlines like that. And I think that's how he will start with Morelos if he's here. If being I mean, it's a headache, isn't it? Can you imagine that? It's like, I can't be, I can't be bothered with the, the questions. Why did Alfredo Morelos no start? I mean, don't get me wrong, Jed uh, Tantos handles the pressure really well. We could quite easily just turn and say, oh, we've rested him after, you know, Thursday night. But it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to attract a lot of questions and make it all about him, make it all about Morelos rather than all about the team or all about the team performance. So you don't really want that. So, like we've touched on, it, my personal opinion, that if Morelos is here, then he'll be starting on Sunday. Yeah, yep. totally agree. Totally agree. Yep. Paul, you said you watched Stephen Gerrard's um, post-match interview. I can't say I've seen it because I was running about after a three-year-old, my, my wee boy, who was causing chaos at the time. So can you fill us in a wee bit on what, what Stephen G said, what his thoughts on the game were, etc.? Oh, he just he, he was uh, like we, we are kind of disappointed. We, we didn't um, quit ourselves. Um, we can do better. Um, he said, but again, he said Leverkusen like, a very good side. Um that's basic. That was basic. That was basically the crux of it. You know, we can do better. They're very good. Disappointed, but he's very proud of the players. He actually said he's. And then they went on to say, "Oh yeah, Alfredo didn't have a particularly good match." He's like, "I'm not going to blame one individual." He said, "Nobody really performed to their best of their capabilities. It is a team game. He's not going to point fingers at absolutely anybody." He says, "He's what the boys have achieved uh, from the start of the campaign." To this evening, get the last 16, and he actually made the point. He says, You have to remember, two years ago, we knocked out by amateurs. He yeah, says, look, look at him now in the last the last 16 of the Europa League. He's immensely proud. He said, But focus now, Sunday, and that's what that, that's all he's thinking about now. That was basically it was a very, it's actually quite a short interview. But, uh, but as Mark said, tag team and, and vape station, interesting night at Basisus, and what's even oh. more worrying. Is Blue Rangers the same typical night at Bassey's house? <laughs> Blue Rangers knows fine well because he does a good shift here. Uh, he's, on, he's on that, you know, gyrating uh, couch just as much as me. You know, oh, maybe my God. So, listen, man. Yeah, Paul, you, you know, everybody needs a side hustle. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Tough times. Tough times, no? You know me. I I I make extra money from uh, both uh, making making pies and selling pies. I mean, where I get the where I get the, where I get the, where I get the fillings from is from my is my business only. It's my business only. Well, well and, uh, let me know if you need any help with the fillings, mate. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, yeah. But, you know, you know, you know. It's, hey, I don't know what it is. Well, it's a serial killer. Prime, cut, <laughs> prime cuts of uh, of Aye, uh, prime cuts of flesh. They're very but, hard to come across. Also, did, did, did have you noticed that? Well, you maybe can't see it. No, the the lampshade I've got across there. It's a kind of there's that sort of yellowy hue. That's because human skin does that. <laughs> Listen, can I, I just talk, before it disappears in the chat, right? Yes. See Fraser McCormick. Fraser McCormick in the, the chat is asking about Tav. Yes. Uh, to just to take it away from Paul's crazy serial killing fucking whatever he's into. Uh, see see to look into that. To, to see the whole Tav thing, it's a bit of a bit of a strange setup why Tav's the, he's a captain, so you've got to respect the fact that he's a captain. And do you know what I mean? The, the gaffer's made that decision. Connor Goldson's obviously the, the the you know the vice captain, and Connor Goldson uh, came out and faced the press. Now I'll tell you when, when I had my questions regarding uh, Tavernier being the captain. There was a game that we played last season and we played particularly poorly. In fact, it was a, it was a fucking shocking display. 
And after the game, Andy Halliday came out and fa faced the press and apologised to the fans. Andy Halliday wasn't even playing. Andy Halliday was on the bench and he didn't even go on the park. And he's out apologising. By the way, we're sorry about that performance. The fans don't deserve this. The guy wasn't even on the fucking pitch and he's apologising. So that just goes to show, in my eyes, the difference between management and leadership. Anybody, anybody can be a manager. No, everybody can be a leader. There's a serious difference between management and leadership. And unfortunately, Tav, I, I really like the guy. And sometimes I think the criticism he gets is a wee bit unfair. I think he tries really hard, and he, you know, he gets, a, he gets, he does a lot of positive things up and down that right flank. But as far as the captain of the football team goes, I don't really know if he is the captain. Certainly not in the dressing room, and you've got people like uh, Shagger there, Ryan Jack. You know, even Stephen Davis as well, you know, with a bunch of experience behind them. I just don't see how Tav can be walking up to some like Alan McGregor, can be walking up to Stephen Davis, can be walking up, can walk up to Ryan Jack and being a voice of authority above them. And I don't see how if if I'm playing for Rangers and Tav tells me one thing and then Alan McGregor comes up to me and tells me something else. Who am I going? You, you know exactly I'm, I'm listening to Shagger every single time. So the gaffer's made his choice. Tav's the man, Tav's, the, Tav's the, the, the captain. We need to accept it until it changes. But it wouldn't be my first choice. However, I, I respect the fact that it's a uh, Gerard's choice. I think Paul, Paul totally playing devil's advocate, mate. Here, right? And two points. Somebody said, Joe said about putting Ryan Jack as captain. No, being Rangers captain in the first place for anybody is a huge responsibility huge does it become an even bigger responsibility for a Rangers supporter given we know the importance of the role it's why Barry Ferguson felt like we followed Glenn originally you know we know the importance of that role is that harder for a Rangers fan to take that on because I think then the criticism then becomes you know if, if Ryan Jack has an off game or he can't handle the captaincy it might just be that he played poorly that day I think no matter no matter who uh, will be the captain. If they have a bad game, they're going to get criticised because you're the leader in the park at the end of the day. It's your your responsibility to sort of uh, to be better than the, the, the yeah. other players. You have to consistently do it. And if not, you're going to get criticised. And I suppose rightly so, because you are the leader in the park. It doesn't matter if you're a Rangers fan or not. Just to kind of echo what Baz is saying, I, I like to have, I really do. And I think he, I think it takes a lot of unfair criticism uh, of the, the fuck's sake to have brigade that are on Twitter all the time, constantly criticising them in the stands. I hear it about me all the time when I'm sitting there. It's, and it's just a lot of it is completely unwarranted. They have this pathological dislike of me. I, I, I don't get it. His stats prove that he's a very good player. Okay, he's not maybe not the best defensively, and he's, and, and he's not the best captain. Uh, I don't think he's captain material. But when Gerard was asked about this, um, why is he the captain? He said because I, I decided to make him cap. I, I, it was my idea. I was, I was talking to me. of the eight players, the six that to isolate the two that played close to all eight were in the sole bar in Aberdeen. All eight were in a pub in Aberdeen. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So Gerard was asked. Say that again. All the eight players that have to isolate, well, six of them to isolate, and two have tested positive. All eight of them were in the same pub in Aberdeen. The one that was the outbreak was. Uh, 
Yeah, sorry, to go back to what I was saying about um, Tav, the, he was asked about this uh, at the beginning of last season, or the, the, the close of the season before, and, and he said, look, I decided I was going to change the captain around when Lee Wallace went, in fact, when Lee Wallace was still there, and I asked who, uh, it was his decision to make Tav captain, but he wanted to ask the players' uh, opinions first. And it was a squad decision that, yes, they are unanimously agreed that Tav should be the captain. So at the time, it was a squad decision. It wasn't just Gerard. He said, I would like to do this. What do you guys think? Because you've yeah. been here playing with them longer. Fair and enough. They went, and they all went, yes. So as a squad, they wanted Tav to be the captain. Now, they obviously see different attributes in them the way that you and I do, because we expect our captains to be in your face, you know, Really going for it, and I want that. As your Barry Fergus, as your Richard Goff, your David Weirs, you know, all that. Your John Gregg, we're the greatest captain we've had. Um, but Taft's not like that, he's very quiet, he goes about his business, he's great going forward, mediocre defensively. But for me, he doesn't lead on the park, and that's his that's his Achilles heel. Um, it's his downfall, as far as I'm concerned. But I like the guy, I'll always support him. Unless, yeah. really, unless he starts really fucking up like he's done a few times. <laughs> the, only, the, only thing, the only thing I would touch on there, mate, you can't see the guy's mediocre defensively. Fuck's sake. I think that's a bit harsh. Fuck's sake, you know I mean? Paul. Come on. I would, I, would say he's made some, I would say he's made some mistakes defensively. I would say since Daniel Kandias left, who, who covered for him quite a bit, he got fun out a wee bit initially and then he recovered for it. I would say... As Scott touched on as well, on the bigger stage in terms of Europe, you don't get away with these mistakes. So yep. I, I think that's a bit harsh saying it's fucking mediocre, mediocre defensively. I, I think it's a pretty decent strike. Right, no, I accept your apology. Uh, and do you know what? See <laughs> why he I'm, I'm sorry, Tav. <laughs> and see while we're touching on it, I think that we never actually mentioned that during the, you know, when we were breaking down the match about how good a job Bonabarasic did on the, the left flank. I thought yes. Barisic had a tremendous game defensively and offensively. He was getting forward, bombing forward, but he also did a pretty pretty decent job uh, defensively as well. So yeah, just yeah. to balance, balance the books on Tav's mediocre fucking performance. Do you remember? Did you say mediocre? Do you remember a time when, down the right-hand side, we were strong as Ed and overloading constantly and we thought, see if we could just get the same on the left? We'd be sorted, we'd be balanced as a team. Now it's flipped. <laughs> nice. please, please, please don't right. say you, please don't make your next next comment. Daniel Candias, bring him home. No, 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 no. We can't. I don't think I, I, there's only a couple of times we should ever go, probably one time we should ever go back. And it's when we've done it with Walter Smith. <laughs> Everything else, let's keep going forward. We need to keep, keep going forward. Yeah. Do you know what? I nearly, I nearly tweeted this the other day that um See the two signings we made on Tuesday. That actually, that's when I finally got over Daniel Kandias leaving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said it to myself. I said it to myself. I was sitting there and, there, and it was a really good day. Signing one, signing two. Bang! Oh, this is amazing. And then I went, you know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm, I'm, I've made peace with Daniel Kandias leaving. So that you know they had to spend that money, you know, they had to do it. But thankfully it worked. You know, I'm 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 at peace. Do you know how we missed a trick? Do you know think we should have brought the two lads out at the opening of the shop? 
Let, no, announce it, announce it when we're opening the shop. Oh, by the way, John Bieber two new signings here. There they are. Oh, that that'd have been cool. Yeah, I, I just think we missed a trick there. You know, I thought we should have we should have waited. All right, he gave us a great two. <laughs> he does a segment to talk about in this corner, but I think it'd have been great if we just went. Oh, who's that? Oh, there we go. Two new signings walked out the door just as he's cutting the ribbon. His Douglas Parks put the scissors through the ribbon. Both cast over produced two new signings for us. I see. <laughs> Do you know the other thing I loved? I loved the, did you see Jermaine Defoe's footage on, I think it was Rangers that tweeted it. Yeah. Part of their media, they had Jermaine Defoe on the show. So they've obviously meant Jermaine, Jermaine, if we do a wee bit, we just need you to, uh, you know, say a few words about, the, you know, the new show and how it looks and your thoughts on it and, you know, Castor, the kit and the public are going to be coming in, Rangers fans for the first time. Just tell us what you think, right? We're ready, everybody ready? Hang on, Jermaine, let me just get your makeup done there. Yeah. Right, okay, is everybody ready, right? Everybody quiet, everybody quiet in the back. Right, and action, and Jermaine goes, I saw the new show, looks good. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I'm off. And that was that, I swear to God, go back and watch it. He's like, I saw we're here at the new show, you know, come and check it out, looks all right. <laughs> but he did say, he did say Jamie O'Hara's comments were laughable. Aye. Fair well, play, Jermaine. Yes, they were. He should he should stick to he should stick to oh. um but no celebrity big brother celebrity big brother <laughs> you'll like, stick to that. you you will like, uh, it should stick to uh, stick to, what the fuck does he do uh, stick to uh, <laughs> but who is he but, but who is he what that's how bad you are you know what you know did you hear Alan McCoy's comments with him today they got him and McCoy stone talk sport breakfast this morning together and. Jamie O'Hara decided to have a wee pop at McCoyston and say that you failed in England and you had to go back up to Scotland so you can't talk about MD and Ali turned around and said I failed in England and I was still better than you <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so fuck it in there right. <laughs> that's alright we, we James he says uh, roof on the right Kent on the left and the big man up front on Sunday so that's us just getting back we were a bit fair shout that I think uh, for James and hello to him Staunch blue nose, shall we say? Staunch blue nose. Um, is there anything else you either want to add, guys, to, to the show? Because I think we're kind of, unless there's anything else in the comments that wants us to discuss anything any further. Hi, people, people in the comments, any questions you want to ask us? Should we can, sure we can ask think, them? I think overall, in terms of Europe, it's been a good run. We've done really well. You know, we've had some massive hurdles and overcame it. Uh, the, yeah. the positive, the positive is now that, that that it's finished and we can start concentrating on the most important thing, yeah, fucking generation. This is, you know, for all the youngsters or whatever out there, this is the most important season that you will probably ever see in your lifetime. This this is it. So now we can focus on that. We can focus on the league and we can focus, you know, get our mindset on this. And uh, obviously we'll have our European fixture, yeah, our European campaign this season as well. But at least that's it finished and it was a really good run. The guys should hold their heads high, definitely. Correct, they should. And the good thing is as well, Paul, going into the next European adventure, we have our new signings available to us to select. So the Rangers team immediately becomes stronger, regardless of what happens with Morelos. If he stays, great. If he doesn't, and he's away, well, if he stays and he's in the correct mental state and the correct physical state, great. If he doesn't, and he goes, we've still got Ruth and him to come in. So I'd say Rangers are going into this campaign and league season in general a lot stronger than when we finished the last one. Certainly, squad depth is a lot stronger. It's not just a lot stronger, it's, it's 
not only strong, it's much, much better quality as well. And that's that's yes. very important. It's it I would say it's very important that we qualify for the group stages again, uh, not only for uh, finance, but also prestige as well. And yeah. it's also also for coefficient, because Michael Beale was talking about this this morning. He says the, the better we do in Europe, they you open up two Champions League places. He says yeah. so and, and, and that's that's vitally important, not just for ourselves and stuff like I said, but also for the for the whole Scottish football because it puts it back in the map and stuff like that. Yeah, see you touch definitely. on see you touch on with CJ. See you just touch on what CJ's saying there. Um mm. regarding regarding Stephen Stephen Davis, how you doing CJ? Um I don't know if he's done, however he certainly know the player he used to be. I thought he, he looked missing the night. You know, I didn't think he was getting involved. A few games previously I, I didn't think he was involved. I think maybe that you know he's, he's not going to be a starting He's not going to be in the starting eleven. I think maybe he's going to be a rotation player. He's going to bring you experience. He's going to bring you, you know leadership, and he's going to bring you a lot of things in the dressing room. Yeah. But is he going to be that player that's going to change the game the way he used to? No, definitely not. Is he an intelligent player that he understands his own body and he can he can just accordingly? Ah, he can, and he, he might be able to do the odd thing here and there. You know, in in the SPFL, we certainly know the guy that's going to you know change the show on a big European night. So I. I so I don't. <laughs> it's a bit hard saying the guy's done, man. But he's certainly another player. Fucking savage, that boy, CJ, isn't he? I, I, I think he's a. I think his role needs to change in terms yeah. of. You know what I mean? But if you look at my midfield, we've got plenty of options in there. So I think his his future is going to be a rotation player, and he's certainly going to be maybe a mentor to some of the younger guys and leadership and all that sort of stuff. I quite Wait, agree. Paul, would you you agree with that on? On Stephen Davis, I yeah, I think I, I think I said last season his his legs look like they're starting to go from below him. Um, he's 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 not as he's not as quick, and, and you can see he's getting slightly frustrated because he knows what he wants to do, but he can't do it. And as somebody who's getting a, a wee bit older, I know what that's like. You know, you you, you want to do things, but your your brain's saying, "Oh, go into this," but your little body's going, uh, "Hold on a minute, uh, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll go now." So he's in that sort. Listen, mate. Whatever, whatever happens in your bedroom, Paul. We really we don't want to know about it. You know what I mean? Just keep that to yourself, please. Just listen, mate. How's it gonna hurt my back? Superman outfit, top of the wardrobe. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you've 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 been there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> He's been no, you're no, no, exactly. No, 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 no. Help no tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're going to tell some stories last All joking aside, uh, I think I think his legs are starting to go from him now. Uh, it, it's it's unfortunate. I think Greg uh, as is saying he's going to be like a like a like a mentor, like a bit part player. He's not he's not going to be a starter every single week like he used to be. He still has a lot to offer. I mean, you, you don't get to, to, to play the amount of games he has, have the experience he has at an international level as well, without being an exceptionally good player. Um, yeah. you, don't lo- you don't lose that. You know, you don't lose that quality. Um, but unfortunately, it's, as you get older, things begin to slow down and you can't react and do things as quick. As much as your brain wants to, the body can't do it. And I think he's now at just that, that sort of crossroads you get pills to help with that, though, Paul. Sorry, you get pills to help with that, though. I wouldn't know, mate. <laughs> we blue ones usually. 
Once again, I would, I would not take your watch for it. But if you, if you, if you, if you have issues, that's between you and Mrs. Oh, uh, my legs are starting to go as well, mate. But she do it lying down. That's between the knee tremblers. <laughs> oh dear! What positions is the main one to strengthen, and who would you sign to help position? <laughs> that seems like an apt question. Beautiful. That's a beautiful segue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that seems like the perfect question to slide in. Well, slide in there again. Yeah, reverse, reverse cowboy. Go for that. One. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Who would you sign to help you in that position, Paul? <laughs> I know you. I know the answer. Margaret Robbie. <laughs> uh, no, no. I think I think we're actually getting that on the football part. So we'll try and be professional. <laughs> um, what positions is the main one to stretch? I think midfield, definitely. Centre midfield, and I would go along with what Baz was saying earlier in regards to Candias. Candias we've never really replaced, and I think that's led to some of the issues with James Tavernier as well, because he has made that back up. So I would try and get a, a centre midfielder, a quality centre midfielder, and uh, certainly maybe see if we can get a right midfielder as well in there. And I think really that's all we can need to strengthen. No saying we're totally the finished article, but we're getting there. There's improvement each year. Yeah, I would, I'd also go for right back. Possibly, aye. Aye, because we can't... Nathan Patterson, is it best for him to go on loan? He's, he's a very young... He's a young lad. He's got, he's got absolutely bags of potential. Um, but you, you need you need experience cover, uh, yeah. in my opinion, because I, I, I think... Um, we discussed Tav, and I'm not going to be down on him. I would I would like to have some experienced cover there and some and some not just experienced cover but some real threat to his position. Yeah. Um Gio has said that he thinks that we're seeded in the second and third qualifying in the Europa League. That's different to previous, isn't it? I think we are. I think I saw something that I was, I was setting all this up earlier and I, I and I kind of missed what they were saying um on the on the telly but they're talking about the, the next Europa League qualifying and I think I had something like seeded. Uh, I think probably we get through the first round, I think we'll be seeded for the second. If we get through that, we'll get seeded for the third. Good. But do you think that suits has been seeded, or do you think the suits has been unseeded, or is it no matter? Because it's a one-legged, it's a one-legged tie. Let's face it, it's no two-legged. So, I mean, obviously, you know, last season it was a bit different in terms of our position. Does it suit has been seeded? You're going to get. Can you say you're going to get an easier fixture? Because obviously, when you get to that level, you know, it's always going to be a tough fixture in it. So. I'm not too sure. I, I think you're always better being seeded because the way it's supposed to work, if you're seeded, you're playing against an unseeded team, then the way the system is supposed to work, you're playing against a, a weaker team. But uh, obviously, Disney always work it that way. So, I think... Look at us. Look at us. Uh, exa exactly my point. Uh, exactly my point. You know, so historically, being seeded tends to mean you get an easier fixture. Does it work out that way all the time? Not at Disney, but you always... If you get the chance to be seeded, then I uh, take it. Absolutely. I think uh, I've seen some of the names that are in the Europa League this year and they're going to be dropped into the sort of final playoff places um, from I think, Leverkusen. If they don't win, if they don't win this, they, 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 they won't get a Champions League spot. They're in the draw and they'll be in that final qualifying sort of round. You get Leverkusen, some big Spanish clubs. There's lots and lots. You want to avoid them. You want to be seeded as much as you possibly can all the way through to avoid all the big guns. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I'm just no, saying, no, no, no. See, see, last season we played a lot of qualifying games. However, 
see even like the, the, the more you progress as seasons go on, you play less qualifiers and you know the further up the coefficient you go, you play less qualifiers. But there's a positive and a benefit to be to be had by playing these qualifying games. The the club make more money out of it. Uh, it gives a, it gives the fans a chance to go away in their European fixtures. So you know there's there's pros and cons to it, but there's there's also a lot of benefits to to be playing these so-called daft qualifiers as well, you know what I mean, in terms of the revenue that the club can make. So yeah. does that make sense? That just waffle a lot of nonsense now. No, no, mate, it does. You're, you're you're right, Buzz. It does it generates income for the club, etc. etc. But at the end of the day, you need to sort of weigh that off against do the, do we really want to sort of play Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday too often? Yeah, and also as it's detrimental to your wallet because we've got to shell out. It just goes straight to my bank account. I've even I, I, the last I was I, I was actually talking with my neighbour as well. We, we we both got the matches together, the European matches. With, um, and we're like, hey, I'm just shelling out here. He said he was he took himself off that that, that particular system. We know where he's taking yeah. all home all home games for cup for cups and. You know, he was unfortunately ticket. The only se- the only season he's done that was when he reached the UEFA Cup final. He said that was almost fucking broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. It's an expensive, especially during this time that we're in the new with people's jobs, etc., has been kind of obviously up in the air. You know, it is a dear thing to follow the, the, the football. So I think they just you don't really want to wish them well either, and I certainly would never do that. But if the coefficient gets up and a better standard and, and we get automatic places into things. It benefits Rangers in many ways. Like the guys have said, obviously, the playing the qualifiers, there's pros and cons to it, and also for us as supporters, can be cost effective. Brian's asked, does anyone think it's Shaggers last season? No. Depends on 55. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, well, well hang on, that's, 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 a, that's a bit sort of cut and dry straight away. It depends how the season goes and how he excuse me, performance, um, not only in terms of personal performance, team performance, and also, let's not forget, injuries. Yeah. You know, he, he, may, he, may, he may pick up an injury mid yeah. or near the end of the, end of the season. Uh, and McLaughlin comes in, who I think has been an exceptional signing for us. He's looked great in the matches we've seen him play. Um, and McGregor may struggle to get his place back. You just don't know. Yeah. Baz, do you think it's uh, McGregor's last season? It's, it's down to him. It's certainly not down to his ability or down to his, his physical performances. You know, it's down to how he feels and the fact it's what he wants today. You can see a player, you, you, you can read a player and you say, do you know what, I think he's only got a couple of seasons left. But if you look at Alan McGregor over the past few seasons, even when he was at Hull, he was still playing some of the best uh, best football in his career. He's come up here and he's kept us in the game past couple of seasons. Some amazing performance. He made some good saves tonight. So yeah, yeah. it's not... So it's not as if he's, and, and we never really touched on that, to be fair. Uh, you know, some of the good saves that he made. Alan McGregor will make the saves. He'll keep you in the game. He's certainly no slowing down. He's, he certainly does. The only thing I think is happening to him, he's getting a wee bit fucking more angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's getting a wee bit more pissed off as he gets older. Like a grumpy old man. But physically, he's more, he's more than capable. His ability, he's more than capable. If he wins... Sorry, let me rephrase that. When he wins 55 this season, next season is entirely mm. down to him if he's got the motivation to go on or no. So it's down to him, but he's certainly, he's certainly got the ability to, to keep going. 
Yeah. That doesn't answer the question whatsoever. It's <laughs> <laughs> your opinion, guys. I just, I I, you know, I just spoke there for three minutes and never answered the guy. Brian, I'm I, sorry, mate. See, CJ, CJ Novo said earlier, Baz, when you answered this question, that it was a very political answer. That is a politician. They don't answer the question. They start running about it. Just talk nonsense for three it. minutes. I've mastered. You're saying I've mastered talking shit. I'll take that as a compliment, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Geo <laughs> um, has said now any other mentalist and we've had one that we've kicked off so if there's any other mentalist on this channel the new who's listening and watching us they've always screaming where's the money coming from well we'll just give you two reasons because we're talking about the, the range of support who has backed the club all the way through every season we've sold out season tickets left right centre we've backed the club when we get back into Europe the funds that come for the fans alone and I put on Twitter the day the biggest the best and the most loyal investor Rangers Football Club will ever have is us so that's why it's our club that's why we have an opinion on it and that's why we're so passionate about it because not only is it emotionally we're attached to it financially we put money in and we want to see the club doing the best as it, it possibly can be so there's where money comes from and also as Gio said we've 8 million for this year alone for Europe we've just signed two players that probably that would cover give or take in terms of transfer fees and whatever, obviously we just done it, I didn't probably know. But that there's where we make my money. Do you know what I mean? Everybody just get this thing that Rangers are skin, you know, and it just it winds me up. We spoke about yesterday a wee bit on the, the Bears Corner about it winds me up. I feel people are very, very disrespectful towards Rangers. And I mean people in the media, people are a high, you know, placing that, that other people listen to stupidly. And do you know they the show disrespect to a club. Scott, do you know what I'm I- the thing is, I'm happy with that. I'm fine. I'm 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 cool with that. If if they keep on thinking they're skint, they can't afford players. Who are they signing? You know what I mean. I'm cool with that. You know, I don't have a problem with that. The problem is now that I've seen on social media that the other mob, some of them are starting to wake up. Some of them are starting yeah. to say, "Wait a minute, man! You're talking the biggest lot of shit. You've been saying this for eight years, and they're signing all these players, and then." Wait a minute, he's not a shite signing. He's a fucking good player. So yeah. their end support is starting to realise we're getting fucking bammed up here. And and as far as I was concerned, see if they're concentrating on us, they're not concentrating what their end board is pulling out of their eyes. Yeah. So True. Make, True. Keep, keep, keep looking at us. Keep That suits me. Keep mm-hmm. fucking looking at us. Keep talking shit about our strips. Keep talking shit about our signings. And then don't focus on your own team. Don't focus what's going on at your own club. Just keep looking at us. That suits me fine. Because then we win 55 this season. Stop 10 in a row. <laughs> Who are you going to be greeting about? Who are you going to be shouting about then? We've all been telling you that you've been too busy looking at us and you miss what's going on right underneath your own fucking noses. So that suits yeah. me. So that are on, man. Thing is, see these bloggers and things like that, and the online trolls, they can go on and say what they want, and that makes absolutely a difference. The thing that annoys me is people in uh, the, the media. Uh, you get that absolute. Just, just, I, I can't even, I can't even say a word from that. Uh, RP Mitchell, uh, Roger Mitchell, used to be in charge. They con- yeah, they constantly go on, and especially the media, but Rangers this and Rangers that, you know. And, People at Michael Stewart, where is the money coming from? Where is the money coming from? It's almost like a, it's a concerted effort to try and tarnish the club to make it seem unattractive to both potential signings and investors or people who want to be part of the like, sponsors and stuff like that. It's it's almost it's it's been manipulated very, yeah. very skillfully 
But thankfully, as Baz says, people are beginning to see through that now. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not the devil. You know, we're not all right-wing racists as we've been painted out to be by sections of Scottish society. And I, yeah. I, I abhor that. And that's, that, that, is, that is the mindset of an absolute fucking lunatic to come up with stuff like that. <laughs> Scott put it perfectly last night. Scott Scott mentioned a headline that said something about haggling when the, the, the correct yep. term is negotiating. We're talking yep. about business. We're talking about business deals worth millions of pounds here. We're not talking about buying a fake Lacoste tracky at fucking you know what I mean? A five the euro horse. or something. <laughs> Aye, you know, we're not that's no haggling. Much as that, mate, five euro rate will give you two euro. You know, we're, we're talking about multi-million pound negotiations, business yeah. deals, and they're using derogatory terms like haggling. Scott Scott pointed that out, and that just goes to show the mentality of a dealing with. But you know what? Fuck them. Let them do what they're doing. We'll do what we're doing. We'll just continue to own our path and ignore all the side noise. And that's exactly what Rangers is doing. The fact that they're not even getting into press conferences, they're not even getting invited in, and we're just making announcements before even telling them, shows that that's Rangers' mentality. You know, they've, they've adopted the stance, fuck them. And this is this the way we feel as well. So let yeah. them talk shit, and we'll just do your thing. Do your thing. And and if, if, if the deal goes through with Morelos, it has to be undisclosed. The reason being for two points: don't feed them, and secondly, we don't want to be going and buying any players with them, their current employers and current club, knowing that we've just got X amount of million. Yeah, Alfredo Morelos. I would love that. I would love that. Need need information out there. Nobody needs to know. That's what I said, and I'm not being disrespectful as his fans and saying we don't need to know. Of course, it's our club, but we they invest our money in it. Of course, we need to know what's going on in it. However, there's certain things that the fans shouldn't be privy. To. That's one of them. Do not reveal the club's financial situation anywhere. The money men need to know that. And people came out again and say, "Where is the money come from? Where is it going to come?" Look at our board. Our board have stepped up whenever there's a funding gap, and they bridge that funding gap. Well, the media in this country have been told that. Yet still they ask, where's the money come from? Who's keeping the lights on? Our board are keeping the lights on. They say we're in debt. We might well be in debt to our board, who are Rangers supporters through and through, the same as us, and they would never do any harm to the club. Here's the thing. You say we're in debt. Yeah, we are in debt, but only, to the, really. board, only to the board of directors. Here's a, here's, a ve- here's, a, here's a very, very pertinent point I'm going to make, and, and, and the, our, our, our rivals across the city cannot say this. We own our stadium. We right. own our training ground. The only debt we have is to our board of directors. They don't yes. have that across the city. They've got the co-op bank lending them money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A wee shout out to David Lang, who, again, is one of my mates. What with him? Um, he said definitely agree, Scott. The fans are bringing the money in. Top. No. David, it's actually his anniversary day, 10-year anniversary day. And Congratulations. Away. He's going away with the missus and stuff. So either he's had a fun night and he's now just chilling out watching us. <laughs> or I hope he's not watching us before he goes to bed with the missus. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. It's his anniversary. He's had a fun night and now he's watching us. Now he's watching us? <laughs> his night just getting better? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm a fag after so I'm Shelby is asking, is this a permanent fixture? Shelby, do you mean over the 90 minutes or do you mean the live show? Because if you mean the live show, the Bears Corner will be live. I've said every week, probably every week. Maybe some weeks it might not suit everybody that's involved in the pod and we'll need the other things, and that's fine. But we're going to try and get the Bears Corner live every week. And over the 90 minutes, we'll probably be live from 
time time again, you know, just see how the, the, the lads feel. Certainly, I think after an old film game, especially a win, it'd be very fun to come on here and talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bear, 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 yeah, yeah, bear in mind that you know, if, if we're back in the stadium, there's a chance of getting me back on here. You have to, it's just very, very slim. I'll be down the village with a new hat. I could, I, could, I, could, I could always dial in. Yes. Ah, yes. Mate, I see you today. Just get over the phone while you're in the pub. That's what it's all about. Get things mate, mate, if you're happy with that, I'll do it. You might so not like that, the content, but I'll do it. I hope that answers your, your question, Sharbeer, because I'm not sure. Hello, Sharbeer. Yes, there she is. Hello. <laughs> um, so, anybody else, any questions, guys? If it's. If you want us to chuck it, we'll chuck it. But it's up to you guys. I noticed the viewers going up a wee bit. So if, if MD wants to, to ask us a question, I'm sure Baz and Paul and Marcel are quite happy to answer it. Um, Andrew Bluebell just says, went for a wee bit to eat and can't believe she's still on. Is that a good way or a bad way? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. I'm, 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 I'm almost out of beer. Well, it, depends on, it depends on the size of the bite to eat, doesn't it? Like, if I go to the fridge and, you know, I get something... It takes me two seconds to eat. So if it takes you two minutes, then you know what I mean? How short is a podcast? Oh, I was away for three minutes and you're still on. Like, how long is this podcast? Five minutes? If you've been away to the China Boothie King and then stopped at McDonald's <laughs> in the way home, then fair enough, maybe we'll be going a bit long. Yeah, that's true. Buy a gym with a canopies, man, let's be honest. Oh, I'm a man with a canopies, man, you're right. Yeah, that'll <laughs> Canopy, canopies and olives. There we go. Baz, see what I, I think you should do. I, I think you should tell the two jokes that you heard from DJ on. I know you've done it before, but just tell the two jokes because, mate, I listened back. Obviously, make sure everything went smoothly with the pod. I listened back and I was in tears at DJ's jokes. <laughs> DJ's jokes are fucking tremendous, man. <laughs> so, so, for MD that's no seen it, uh, what we were talking about in the, the, the pod previously was. Uh, Derek Johnson on Rangers TV with Tom Muller and DJ's jokes are that bad they're absolutely fucking brilliant <laughs> so the first one it, it was my birthday and somebody messaged Tom Muller and was like by the way it's fucking Baz's birthday going to give him a shout out and at the time I was ham on the Prosecco and for some, I went I threw a wee phase where I was getting at the Prosecco and uh, somebody said oh I you know, Tom Miller's like, oh, but happy birthday, Baz Bowski. He's probably going to be have a glass of Prosecco. And DJ fucking says, aye, the fizz has been right with that boy's life. You see Silence. Double Silence, I swear to God. Fucking, the, like, Ibrox all shut up. And I, like, the players in the park stopped playing and they were all looking at him. Like, the referee just did that. Just, the ref's like, Time out, man. Fucking time out. <laughs> and uh, the, the next but it was a game, I can't remember what the game was, but I was watching Rangers TV. Derek Johnson, Tom Muller, and Derek Johnson's talking about the game. And he says, Oh, Tom, did you get the soup? <laughs> Tom's we talking. He said, At lunchtime, when you come in, did they know? Did they know give you the soup? And he's like, No, mate, no, I don't get any soup. He said, Aye, it was Oasis soup. <laughs> you got a roll with it. <laughs> You get a roll with it. And Tom Muller was the same. He just had the silence. Yeah. <laughs> and like, my God, the joke is that bad. It's the fucking best joke ever. Oasis <laughs> soup. 
you get a roll with it. <laughs> and I said to God, Derek Johnson, you need to get him back. You need to like each. Uh, Rangers TV are, are knocking out the part in terms of you know the lineup they've got there. But DJ, his jokes were that bad, they were absolutely brilliant. So it'll be you get him on here. Get him on oh, here. Mate, I've tried, I've reached out to try and get DJ on the pod, and I would love to get DJ on it because he's part of oh brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He, he would just be in tears. He could just let him go, yeah, and just that'd be you. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, if you're watching, which I know you are, come on. You're uh, lovely. I'm sorry hope, if you're watching. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope actually for, for the BT Sports Studio that um, David Weir's watching because I, t- I tweeted earlier and I sent a picture of his magnificent face um, to say that obviously we'd, we'd had him on the pod and to catch up with it if you've not seen it. Um, and David Weir's liked it. So I hope he sees that we're live on and that he comes on and watches his tape because big man's. Another tremendous Rangers captain. Yes. Andrew I'll, says tell, I'll, tell a wee, I'll tell you a wee story about David Weir, right? He was playing for Rangers at the time. I was living in a, a, a flat in Queen Margaret Drive, QMD. QMD, yeah, it's up the West oh, End. So I've come out and I'm gonna push to the show and I've pressed the button at the lights. For them, it's never crossed the road before. That's the noise it makes when you go. That's Paul putting that signal. So a Bentley, a Bentley pulls up right. A Bentley pulls up at the lights. A Bentley Continental GT, and I've started crossing the road. And I'm into camera. Fucking love my cars, right? And I've looked and I've noticed it's a Bentley, and I'm looking at it, and then I look at the driver, and I'm like, look at the old boy in his Bentley, you know, like (laughs) fucking old boy, it's Davey Weir. He was the captain of the club at the time, and I'm like, look at the old boy. Shardwell says, looking forward to the new lineup on, I presume she's talking about RTV, so he's touched on it a wee bit again yesterday on the, the Bears Corner, but Clive for 55, I still can't get out of it, they were going to watch it on just TV on Sunday, and Clive is going to be commenting, so that's good. Um, Shardwell has also said she loves a, a live interactive pod. Well, there'll be mayor coming for this podcast going forward. Um, we're calling a new pen, by the way, believe it or not. Yeah. Baz has just bought him it and I was saying. Get Mont Blanc fountain pen. <laughs> uh, so, I, I'm all out of talk, right, lads. So, if there's anything that you just want to take on. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here is actual, actual analysis. Fantastic. Thank God somebody saved the day. No, 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 no. We'll not have an actual fina- actual finalysis. Finalysis. <laughs> He's ran out of beer, people. <laughs> uh, do you know, do you know Craig, Craig's making a good point, but I think th- this is the thing. I, hmm, I don't know if we were poor going forward or the fact that they just nullified our attack because of the defence. This is what I mean. Like they're talking about a team that's worth nearly four hundred million. I I just think that our ability didn't quite match their ability. So I don't know if it was us being poor or they just managed to to carry out their game plan exceptionally well. You know, like every time we get the ball, they were right on us, and and they stopped our attacks every time. So we never really get a chance to get into a rhythm or into the, the swing of things. You know, in seventy three at least. So. It, it, it's it's I you're right you're right in what you're saying we were kind of poor going forward but it's it's kind of hard to be any better when when you don't really get the opportunity to to really make a an a you know a proper offensive. Gio has said he just I'm, wants I'm, to hear Sir Walter and the magnificent bastard talking Rangers. 
can't wait. I cannot fucking wait. I hope they start arguing. I hope they start arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Because they're not going to be sitting like us. They're not going to be sitting going, oh, yes, I I, I agree, Scott. Oh, yes, Paul, I 100% agree. You know what? <laughs> you can imagine the them going like that. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Did you see that? Back a minute. Back a minute. Do you know what I mean? Like, for fuck's sake, Rangers, what the fuck are you doing? Get out, get out, I'm cold. Get out, fucking. Oh, sorry, we're on. We're on. All right, we're live. We're on. I'm not Yes, Jacko's doing a tremendous job in the midfield. Do you know what I mean? See, so I'm see what's going to be interesting. Right, I watched obviously Liverpool's title, getting the getting the trophy thing and all that. I mean, Sunus was there, obviously, being a Liverpool legend as well. And now we're actually going to get to see Sunus get on to the pitch at Ibrooks when we're being handed fifty-five. Do you think it'll be as calm? Do you, do you think it'll be a wee bit he's a shot of that? Or? He's going to plant a big RFC flag right in the middle of centre. <laughs> Amazing, I love it. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to put this up just because Andrew's praising me. Total arrogant stance. Good show tonight, Scott. You've done well hosting the legends. User the legends, guys. User the DJ and Tom Miller. <laughs> I'm there, my dogs. <laughs> Andrew, I'm not sure that. Listen, listen, mate. I Andrew, I love you to bits, dude. You know, you get involved in every single podcast with me. You're always here. You're always the first here and last to leave. And I love you to bits, dude. But I fucking spell my name with an I. No, a Y. All right? <laughs> Baz Bowski with a Y. That's, that's you know what I mean? And it, 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 looks, it, look, it looks like I've, I've been put as uh, PAs. Uh, you're, you're the PA. <laughs> that's it. It's like, Paul Act! Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm like kidding, Andrew, man. Yeah, it's it. Get involved, bro. But as Craig said, um, fair point to your, your I don't know what... I listen, I need to tell somebody something. See, see this evening, there's been something very wrong going on. I've, apparently, I've made a few points, and they, they seem to be good points. If again. Because it's usually very, very different. You know what I mean? So usually I would say something like, I thought Andy Halliday was man of the match tonight. You know, something some what and he wasn't even playing. You know what I mean? That's the sort of shit that I would usually come out with. So just bear that in mind. This is when Baz is at his best late on the podcast and after a few secret flood strips. <laughs> he knows the same mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is your man of the match? Talk about man of the match. Who is the man of the match? For Rangers, I, obviously. Yes. I thought, hmm, I know they scored. However, it, for me, it was either Holanda or Barisic. I one of the three. Paul, MD, any different? Arribo? No, no, I would I would probably go with... Uh, I, I think those three had an outstanding game, uh, but I would go with Holanda purely because of his lack of uh, lack of games and the way he came in and the, the way he... It, it was su- such professional performance. Yeah. Then again, he's played, what, 80-odd times in Serie A. He's also played for Sweden. How many times? All right, all right, all right, all right. 
I'm going to say something else that makes a bit of sense here, and I'm feeling a bit nervous about it. See what I've noticed about Hollander? It's not just about his personal performance as well. It's also his ability to affect the players around about him. Katich, as much as I love him, he didn't quite have that same calming effect in the players around about him. If you look at Katich and Golden, although they looked like a really good, strong two centre-backs, they almost looked quite shaky. They didn't understand what each other was doing at times. With Hollander, everybody knows everybody knows what their role is and everybody knows what everybody is. And I just felt Hollander has this ability to make people run about him that wee bit better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it comes down to his ability to read the game. Goldson looked Goldson looked tremendous. Probably one of the best performances I've seen for Goldson. Yeah. Kat, uh, Barisic, uh, I thought looked exceptional left back. Uh, what's the boy's name? Kai Thingme. Kai Havertz. 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 Kai Havertz was coming down that right flank and I felt that uh, between Barisic and Hollander, the two of them managed to almost nullify his attack. He, he got involved a couple of times, but he didn't really, didn't really dominate the game or he, he didn't really, you know, dare I say, live up to his potential. So the two of them worked really well together and I just felt Hollander, not only did he look good, but he also made everybody else run about him a lot better. I quite agree with you, Baz. I think, uh, he has, as you say, he has a very calming effect and a, a calming influence. He's, he's, he's not, he doesn't take many chances. He reads the game exceptionally well. And I think ha- people like uh, having Conor Goldson, who, to be fair, is a very, very, very good centre-back. But when he plays with Hollander, he's even better because he has complete confidence in Hollander being in the right place at the right time. And, uh, and obviously... He reads the game very well. And I think they both read the game very well. And obviously, if they both do their job professionally and with total trust and confidence in each other, that feeds out and up the park as well. And it's certainly fed across to Barisic, which you mentioned. I think Barisic is happier having Hollander alongside him and Goldson is happier having Hollander alongside him. Balogun was excellent uh, at the weekend, uh, but he didn't have much to do in the first half. Uh, the second half is slightly different. I think he's going to take time to settle into the, our style of play and stuff like that. But I would, right right now, I would have our centre-back pair as Goldson and Hollander. Yeah, I think I think Goldson and Hollander would probably have, have nailed that jersey. But so, so, Paul, do you think then Hollander will start on Sunday? Do you think he can play two games? And yeah, I don't, see, that I, 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 I don't see why not. I mean, it's he's, he's not played many games. Um uh, since since they started, as you say, December the eighth, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, but most of the players went off through lockdown as well. He was injured. He's now come back from that injury, and he's now getting his match fat, match fitness back up. If I was Jared, I would play him because you're going to want to get him back up to speed as quickly as you possibly can. If he's tired after sixty minutes, you've got Balogun, you've got uh, Edmondson there. Do you know what I mean? I, too, I, I can't remember big. who said it. I can't remember who said it before. In fact, there's. Jonu saying it. Um, did we go a back three? Did we go Balogun, Hollander, and Goldson at some point? And let, and let Tav and uh, Tav and bomb forward. Why not? I think that would be good. See, Ibrox, that could then allow us to incorporate the two new front men. Yeah. You know, the two up front. Uh, you're going 3 5 2 then. And I think that's something that has to be tried, especially at home in the, in the, the Premier League. There's Joe saying 3 4 1 2. That's uh, it's that kind works. of that's that's kind of that's kind of the way I I I'd, I'd visit that we set up uh, we, um, how we would set up. Sorry, last weekend. Yeah, I think Joe's going to give us a starting lineup. By the way, Buzz. Uh, good. I hope so. I'm just saying. I think uh, this European fixture also shows that 
we've got the versatility to change our formation and our tactics accordingly. Like in terms of you know playing the four three three, getting Kent Barker on your two wingers. But if you look, maybe getting Hadji in behind Morello, play to his strengths, and then you maybe you go to the the four two three one set up or whatever. I would love to see you go uh, three five two. I'd love to see that. I don't think it's really. We've not seen it yet, so I don't really think it's something that Gerard is pretty interested in. So I think it's it's going to be Hadji in behind the in behind the striker. But if you look at the freedom that Aribo and Hadji have got, certainly in the the pre friend the pre season friendlies, the two of them have looked absolutely outstanding thus far. So do you know I, there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of positives to take, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this weekend. Kevin Thompson uh, made a very good point actually when he was asked about the kind of formation that Gerard plays, and he said that he tries to sort of make teams uh, sort of cancel them out wide by having Tav uh, and Barisic out wide, uh, trying to make them force uh, opposition teams to play through the middle and make it very difficult. He likes to play a very narrow game, but at the same time, when when we go forward, we spread it out wide, so we force the opposition to be playing against Gennaro. But when you attack, you go wide, and I think that's kind of and that that that, that determines how he's going to set things up, whether it's three five two or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 how it's done. See, just to go back here and answer Ryan's Ryan's question, he's, he's maybe just joined us. We said earlier that if Morelos is here on Sunday, then I, I think we, the three has agreed that Morelos will start because the circus that then follows in that. I, I don't think Gerard will entertain it, so I think he will start Morelos. We all think he's going to go anyway, so I personally don't know if he'll be here by Sunday. Um, but we do think that he will play. Whether whether he should play or no after the performance tonight, I don't know. However, as the boys have said, he's been decent in pre-season, so it's harsh to then go in one game when really the defence played well. <laughs> the rest didn't really. You know, you could say there was no well, service to him in the first what, five, ten minutes, and he, and he fluffed that one. But I'm a huge Morelos fan, as anybody that listens to this podcast knows, but I just think tonight there looked something a wee bit lacking there. No need yeah. application, maybe, but he was playing there, maybe a wee, not the edge that he usually plays with. I think, uh, to be honest with you, I have to say, this is my final point in Morelos, I don't really want to talk about him anymore because we've done that to death, I think. That yes. When he goes, and he will go very soon, I think I can speak for a vast majority of Rangers fans, he will go with our best wishes and thanks for what he's done. Um, He's been outstanding, especially in Europe. He's key. Yes. I was just hoping, I was just wanting to go with a medal. You know what I mean? That was yeah. I was just wanting to at least see him successful. That he won won something. You know what I mean? Andrew said that he's looking for well. Before we go into this, we had somebody for the dark side of Glasgow the other time. No, somebody for the dark side of Edinburgh. Go <laughs> go and support your own daddy, ten pot clubs. <laughs> Leave the big boys to it. Uh, I'm looking for more shots at goal. <laughs> Think, think Ruth and Itten both like to shoot from outside the box. So that's something that maybe our play could could see. We, could, we do, we try to walk the ball into the net. It's a frustration. If yeah. you've got a chance at hitting, hitting a shot at goal, take a hit it because you never know the goalie spills it back into play. Whatever. One of your front men or midfielders could tap it in. Do you know what I mean? We've been saying that for a while now. Because if you take a shot into the box, it can take a deflection and go anywhere. And the keeper have to save it and parry it back out the the the, the, an on-rushing attacker we, we do seem to try and walk the ball and net, you know, go for the worldly goal as in the, you know, 106 passes and, the, and it's in the back of the net look at that, fantastic, I mean 
don't get me wrong, I felt last season that uh, Scotty Arfield and Ryan Jack, I mean, Scotty Arfield's very an offensive player than Ryan Jack is, however, I felt that Ryan Jack was starting to look a wee bit more offensive and certainly looked like a threat outside the box. Ryan, uh, sorry, Scotty Arfield scored some tremendous goals outside the box last season. Certainly remember a, a couple he's done in a row. He done it against Hamilton. I think it was a game he beat them five one, something like that. He scored outside the box, and then the very next game, who, whoever it is we played, I can't even remember, but it was the same again. It's so, Ross County. So Ross County. So uh, Ryan Jack, Scotty Arfield, might be an exception to the rule, but maybe it's a maybe it's not so much a, a threat. Maybe it's a, a tactical thing. You know, maybe maybe it's something that's discussed. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of these players, Ryan Kent, Morelos, Aribo, you know what I mean, have got the ability to, to, to have a dig outside the box. So it might that we need a player that's got the ability to hit a ball outside the box. It might just be some sort of fucking a tactical thing that, you know. Yeah, maybe told not to. Well, I mean, you can't say to somebody, don't shoot, you know, you can't say. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if the pass is on, go for it. If not, then have a shot. You know what I mean? So maybe there's, there's that. That's the. Sort of I mean, I'm made. of the opinion you miss. You, I'm of the opinion you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, and the only person that Correct. never misses is the person that never shoots. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, test the goalkeeper. You know, like you say, it could take a deflection. It could land at somebody's feet. I'm, 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 I'm 100. You know, behind. If if you've got a look at the goals. Then have a dig, have a goal. You never know where it's going to fall. You know what I mean? If you yeah, pass the ball, then you're passing the ball. It's, it's going to his feet. If you have a, a a look at the goals, then you never know. You know what I mean? It's all. It also mixes it up a touch because you become um, obvious. I'm trying to think the right word here, but I'm going to use the word obvious. You know, opposition teams understand predictable. predictable, predictable. Oh yeah. yeah, I was about to say predictable. As went. Yeah, you become predictable. <laughs> teams know you're going to try and pass it, to try and pass it through them to get to 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 get an on goal. So they'll set themselves up for that. If you start mixing up a little bit and having shots beside the bus, they go, hang on a minute. I mean, that was, this wasn't the Ma- game. Mark part. Warburton. That, that was a Mark Warburton thing. Uh, as much as he, when he came in, his tactics were good, but as soon as he got fun out, he got fun out, and it, it was predictability that ended up Mark Warburton's downfall. As yeah. much as I liked the guy, and as, as much as I, I, I wish him the best of luck at Rangers, as, 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 as much as I wish everybody else. But the, the downfall there was definitely predictability in terms of once we get fun out, that was a blueprint and people just kept on repeating it. Yeah. Also, see if Stephen Gerrard's turn of players not to shoot to outside the box, you get a bit of fucking cheek, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> All your goals came for their wrist just about, do you know what I mean? Um, Ryan said that he thinks Britain will score a rocket. On his debut, I will take that. I'll take yep. Ruth to score an absolute worldy and all. And MDLC fancies Chipman and Blue with the same sort of service. And I'll do me. You know what I mean? I'll do me. And so, well, just a bit there, Trips, I think. That's been nailed I think, to us. I, I, think, I think that's how uh, <laughs> we've waffled on quite long enough. <laughs> yeah. Starting to go there, things again. <laughs> See, this, this, this is the joy of live podcasts, and it's, it's this, and it's this podcast's like first one. You, you, you can talk for hours and hours and hours. Oh. I mean, I, I, I done a Zoom call with some school friends, but two months ago, and it was just a, you know, let's let's all have a couple of drinks and we chat and we catch up. And I went to bed after drinking a whole bottle of Kool and gin, and my wife yes. actually, and, I, and as I fell in the bedroom, my wife looked down from a book and went. Six and a half fucking hours. (laughs) (laughs) 
she was surprised at your longevity, Paul. I was so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this is Billy Dodds, just because I want to. He says, I, I can't see Stevie G telling any player not to shoot. I'm the same, I must admit. Agreed. Um, John Murphy, hashtag keep the battle fever on. That is the, the cry. That it, it's to be on all season to, to stop this and to ensure 55 is won and that trophy's back where it should be, which of course we all know is, is Ibrook. So I think we will wrap it up. Um, yeah. Thanks very much to Paul. Thanks very much to Baz. Thanks yeah. very much to everybody in the in the chat who's, who's contributed to the show. It's our first live podcast. It'll not be our last. I think we'll be back. The faces might change slightly. Maybe I won't be here some weeks. I might suit some people. It might not suit others. Sometimes Baz's working commitments, etc. He goes, Paul, hopefully he'll be here most weeks because he's not going to be the resident. <laughs> he's, he's the man. <laughs> he's, he's the man. Um, so that's it. Anything else you want to add, lads? That sounds like th- thanks everybody for tuning in to the first live show. Um, I say it's not going to be, it's not certainly not going to be the last. It's been very much appreciated, and it's it's great. Oh, it's certainly be the longest, made over the last. Yeah, these live podcasts are fantastic because what it does, it gets it gets you, you, the viewer, uh, joining in because you can put your comments in the sidebar. We've all got a flash up down the side. We can see what's going on, and that's why uh, Scott can get your questions up on the screen because we're reading it as it goes along. So on a personal level, I would like to say thank you very much for joining in on the first live Battle Fever podcast. Buzz? I just echo what Paul said there. Thanks very much for taking the time to tune in and listen to the bullshit that we've been we've been talking after the game. Uh, thanks to you, Scott, as well, for inviting us on tonight. You know, this is your podcast. Oh, and it's yeah. always good to, to project, mate. So Battle Fever podcast is the newest Hottest Rangers related podcast. So make sure you get involved and hashtag keep the battle fever on. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Hang on, boys. Keep waffling. Keep waffling. Just a couple of Keep waffling. And you can catch and you can catch my new account at Baz Aholica. B4ZZ Aholica. Fantastic. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 